welcome back. Episode 10. This one's special. <laughs> Why is it so special? Because we have our first guest, <clears throat> um, my co-pilot. Had to go to Grand Lake for a little work slash family trip. Um, we were gifted a couple of beers, and I've invited one of the wife, my wife, on the show. Hopefully, it's just one wife. Well, not Bryce's wife. Not Bryce's wife. So, yeah, special guest. He only has one wife. Jamie, to beer bait and real estate. She's I'm been honored. a little. She's been nervous about it all day. She doesn't know what to do with her hands. She wants to point her mouth down at that microphone, <laughs> but we're going to get to it. <laughs> this is her podcast debut. <clears throat> testing, testing. Her number 10, which is a pretty special one to get 10 in the bank. So welcome to Beer Bait and Real Estate, Thank Jamie. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hopefully you can be a regular guest. So let's get right into it. She's already familiar with the uh, setup of the podcast, obviously. She's married to me. But her brother, Jonathan, gave us these beers a couple weeks ago, and we've been sitting on them to do this podcast. I think this is something you're going to like. I hope so. It sounds good. It's got apple in it, and so really, it's probably for the best that Bryce isn't trying this, because mm. he's, you start losing him once you get... Fruity? Fruity. Um... What we're trying here today, folks, is a beer called Super Fancy. Uh, it's an apple saison by Anthem Brewing. Yeah. A um, little bit about Anthem Brewing first. From Oklahoma City. Here in Oklahoma City. Uh, I've heard they got a cool tap room. They, I think we're one of the first in the ball game on the uh, craft beer in Oklahoma thing. I'm going to throw the number out there 2011 when they got into it, but I could be wrong. Uh, on their website, I like their website because you can click on a deal that says meet our crew or something like that. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, they've got two dogs that they recognize as part of their staff. And so That's you've cute. already won me over. That's cute. Directors of director and co-director of morale, I believe. Yeah. Um, so good job, Anthem, on that. That's a good mm -hmm. move. Um, but what we got here is super fancy of Anthem Brewery. Um, it's an apple saison, seven point seven percent ABV. So Ooh. it's got some. It's kind of stout. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds summery, but that's awfully stout for yeah. something. So. Yeah, and you know, traditionally, which I'll get into this more to say, that Saisons weren't that stout hmm. when Saisons became a thing. Um, so, hold on here. Um, on the can, it's kind of dark. We're on our back porch, we got a fire going, our neighbors are playing guitar and singing. The setting's awesome. <laughs> um, do you like apples? Whether you're getting gussied up for a night out <laughs> at an Ivy League bar or at home kicking back with big steak after a long day's work, sometimes it's nice to feel fancy. Wait, super fancy. Super fancy apple saison is a dry French saison with a hint of apple. 
Okay, we fibbed. There's a bit more than a hint of apple. There are a few apples, maybe a bunch of apples. Let's just say as far as apples are concerned, we really gave it the business. Soft bubblegum notes play with a subtle fruit tones before being overwhelmed by the unmistakable flavor of tart apple. When shared with friends, you will be asking each other, how do you like them apples? <laughs> I'm not sure who was in charge of that, but that you know, was pretty apple and pretty cheesy. It but it, what worries me about that is that this is gonna, not going to taste anything like beer. Yeah. Now, yeah. I had a beer of Anthem's, I think, at uh, the Dark Mode Beer Festival that Welltown put on, and it was a good beer. It tasted like beer. I'm worried about this one. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm worried I'm fixing to slip into like an apple cider world. Maybe. Maybe the ladies would prefer something Correct. more cidery. And I, and I think that if you own a brewery, you got you to gotta do that. Now, Saison's date way back. And I think Anthem's history from what I read when they started, they did a lot of Belgium-style beers and then have progressed into more progressive beers like variety this. Variety is good. Yeah, variety. you got to have variety. So, Saisons, uh, traditionally Belgium. The word means season in French, and they come from the French-speaking part of Belgium. But you didn't think I knew that, did you? That, yeah. Honest, I didn't know so, that. to call a Saison French is obvious. Um, is it, to me, when I try Saison, I think farmhouse ale kind of thing. Okay. Pale ale. Okay, yeah, I think lighter. Yeah. Paler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, they should have some spice. They should have some flavor. Basically, whatever you want to throw in them, if you're not making just a farmhouse ale with with hops and, and, a, and a, a spice of some sort, evidently they've gone with apple and yeah. bubble gum somehow. Mm -hmm. Um so, anyway, let's let's give it a whirl. Like I said, traditionally saisons weren't this high ABV, but obviously, as us Americans get a hold of them and and mm. tweak things in the craft beer world, we can we can get them there. So, okay, can we let's crack it open? Okay. God, it's the best part. <laughs> best part. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Let's give it a taste. Not a damn bit like beer. It's very apple-y. That is apple. It's apple juice. That's, I would call that... <laughs> it's spiked apple juice. 7.7% <laughs> apple juice. Yeah. It's sour. This is an apple juice that will get you drunk, is yes. what this is. Yes. Yep. It's really sweet. It, dr it drinks like a sour. And sour. Yeah, it drinks like a sour. I don't taste any bubble gum. I taste a shitload of apple, though. I don't... Bubble gum really threw me in the description. I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah, not even on the finish. It's just tart. Mm -hmm. Green apples, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 pretty sweet. But I'm not a. Big I'm not sour a soured. Yeah, I'm not a sour fan. drinker. Um, you, and I this is like this is off the mark. I think when you say, "Hey, um, we're gonna go have." craft beers this one is not what people are thinking not with craft but cider for sure y yeah 
this this absolutely more closely resembles a cider yeah. than a saison yeah. in um, my unprofessional opinion and mine's even more unprofessional so well we're gonna keep drinking this as I mean Bryce to it okay. Bryce wouldn't even likely finish this really yeah um, but me and you will I know yeah I wouldn't want too many of them just for the sweetness like well, if I want apple cider, I think I'd order apple cider and avoid the gluten. It's, it's not my favorite. Yeah. So, that's our initial. We're going to keep drinking these, and we're going to move on, and we'll come back to them. So, um, moving on to the bait section of beer bait and real mm. estate. I mean, I don't even know, mm. really, you're the special guest, so I feel mm -hmm. like you should get to kind of guide the discussion. Mm -hmm. What about hunting and fishing? Would you like to talk about, would you, would you like to, to any wife that might listen, do you want to mm -hmm. talk about the, the cost of that habit financially? <laughs> <laughs> I think after being married nearly 10 years, I've discovered that the cost of everything men do far exceeds anything most of us down-to-earth women could dream of. So, I would say, unless, unless you're a purse included, buyer, if you're a purse buyer, yeah, a car buyer. A shoe buyer, yeah. Yes. It would, might get comparable. Admittedly, hunting and fishing is incredibly expensive. Yes, it is. I mean, you're talking deer lease now. There's many options. Yeah, deer leases, you're talking thousands of dollars a year. $70,000 bass boats, two $300 rod and reels. Yeah. Entry fees it was more for, shocking entry fees for tournaments. at the first of our marriage. I feel like you've slowed down now. But it is shocking, yeah. The money, the money, the money, yeah. Um, and the time spent on those passions. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a good hobby keeps a, a good man out of trouble. Mm -hmm. So. I'd rather you be hunting and fishing. That's right, than out gallivanting about the town. I guess. Sure. Um, obvious concern, you know, you recently have dabbled in fishing. Yeah, I'm basically a professional now in my children's <coughs> eyes. Um, it's a dog. We got a boatload of earthworms or night crawlers or small snakes, snake looking earthworms, if you will, and decided to start an earthworm farm so that we could go fishing. And now I'm a professional fisherwoman because I, for the first time, murdered a worm on a hook. <laughs> you didn't murder. I'm telling you, they lived through that. That's worse. The yes. fish might have. Caught a fish instantly, mm -hmm. or our five-year-old did. You always will on night crawling. And for the first time, had to remove the hook myself, which <laughs> by the end of the whole ordeal, I was sweating. <laughs> and but the fish survived and everyone was happy. So, so historically, night crawlers are the go-to. Oh, you know, to oh. catch for kids to catch because you're going to get a bite almost instantly on a on a worm. Um, when we catfished a lot in high school on the river, we would buy boxes and boxes of night crawlers, and and we might put four on one large treble hook to catch catfish. Well, you said just pinch him apart. Yeah, you can pinch him. And use a segment. Yeah. And no, you didn't tell me that they emit a green 
goo that shoots out like 12 mm -hmm. inches from their bodies. Yeah. And they don't separate easy. It's really pretty traumatic for everyone. But. They do. They shoot what looks like dirt out, and then there's also mm -hmm. like a yellowish yes. green pus mm -hmm. looking stuff. So they will shoot blood, out. But it's fine. But worm, I mean, worms are gross. The inside of worms are gross. It really? But hey, they were going to die on the on the asphalt, or we could pick them up and fish That's with them. What got me through? Yes. So memories. Good, good job. Yeah, and now you can do it. Yeah. And I, I think it should be. Your daughter needs to see you being brave. Brave might not have been the word, but we did it. We got through it. Baby steps. Yep. Baby steps, and you caught a fish, and you got it off yourself. Baited the hook, caught the fish, got the fish off, and put back in the water successfully. Yes. That's, in my book, win. in my book, that's a win. So, for the bait section, all you wives that might listen to this, or it might be a new audience, uh, the cough, we could really probably get Elizabeth on this. Cause sure. you, well, she, obviously she's going to. She's going to have, yeah, and she's going to have, you know, Bryce has more of a fishing habit than I do. Yeah. So. She uh, Liz has probably done it, actually. Fished? And like No, I, I mean she could address the f the fiscal part of Yo, the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the fishing side. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this when we get both of you on here. Um, so moving on. From, from the outdoor section of the podcast onto real estate. I don't really feel like I need to coach any better on real estate tonight. We got the fire going, beers, back porch, neighbors singing Garth Brooks. So won't, what do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll answer a question for you about real estate. You can, in, you can inform mm -hmm. the people, spouses, just in general, what it's like to be married to somebody that has been professionally in real estate mm -hmm. for... 10, 10 plus years now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, over 10 years over now. Over 10 years, probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, well... Probably closer to 15. Sales is all you've known and all mm -hmm. I've known of you. Um, but, yeah, real estate, I guess, has treated us well in general. We're doing well, however. Um, those first few years, I thought you'd be home for dinner at 5, and I was very wrong and it took me a long time to learn that you will never be home when you say you're going to be home because someone will call or someone will stop by. Nature of sales. Um, it's expensive. It's expensive to be a realtor. <laughs> yeah. You, you segued there, but um, I like it. If you're, <laughs> unless you are planning to go into the field and just grind the pavement, it, it's it's going to cost you a lot of money. It's expensive and it's time consuming. <laughs> yes. I think to do and to say that, it reminds me of that time we were at, at Kyle Smoligo's house and Tammy Green. I don't know if we were married. Were we married yet? And she told you he won't be home. I don't know. Remember that? That, stuck, that stuck with you for a while. Vaguely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think to do real estate right, um, if you're operating by yourself, the time investment is tremendous. Um, you need to have good um, life skills, balancing skills if you're going yeah. to have a family. If you're going to, yeah, because, I mean, I dealt with that just this weekend. 
uh, people ha don't have a lot of, um, and that's just in sales in general. I've been in many different aspects of sales, but as a salesperson, there's an inherent um, lack of respect for your time. Um, so people people want you to to go now. So if they call you, there's a decent chance if you don't if you don't act on that lead or that call right then, um, they will move on to somebody that will. There's always somebody in sales willing to do it right now. Yeah. Um, so you have to make that decision and you're going to lose some deals over that. This weekend I had a guy call me. We were out back here playing with the kids. He, um, he said, hey, I have a, a daughter-in-law or some half-ass relative of his looking for a house hot and heavy. Can you come show us this house? And what's the cheapest you'll do it for because we're not paying 3%. And I, I told him I won't. Um, and I called him today to see if they still needed help looking. And he said, no, we, we found the daughter-in-law had a friend that was a realtor and she helped us out or something. But either way, moral story, if you want to make a shitload of money in real estate, you got to work your ass off and you're going to have to be ready to jump up and go at a moment's mm -hmm. notice and not be home for dinner. Mm -hmm. You're going to miss stuff. Um, it's not uncommon to work 12, 14 hour a day if stuff's busy and you're grinding the pavement. Yeah. You also got to spend money. It, co it costs just to be a realtor, just to pay, yeah, pay the fee. I mean, I always tell people you got to sell one house a year to pay to be a realtor. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of fees and a lot of, mm -hmm. I guess, your own equipment. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to pay for marketing stuff to do, to do it right. Um, I mean, I'm in the right market, in the right geographic setting it's awesome I'm sure but I'm looking forward to the day that you're not a realtor sure <laughs> and you know there's a lot I see a lot I've seen in my time in it I've seen a lot of people come in it and leave it um, and the, the biggest deal there is they think they're gonna come in it as a part-time side gig to make money um, like I said you're gonna need to sell one house just to to pay what it costs to be a realtor and then you got to split your stuff with brokers and that's complicated and so if you're not selling very many houses they're not going to give you a good split basically you literally fight for every dollar that you get correct in in the in GTAR the Greater Tulsa Association of Realtors I believe the last time I checked we were somewhere in the neighborhood of 4,000 to 4,500 realtors in this part of Northeast Oklahoma which isn't very big so what that means is everybody's got a friend or family member that's a realtor so, to really hustle up the business is just a lot of work. Yeah. And so yeah. I would say, I, I, I have disliked that with children on how often I'm not home for dinner. Uh, so yeah, I feel you school, there. But you know what, school, you've been in school now for the last five years mm -hmm. or so, and that's compounded it for us. Sure. It probably, you probably would have which figured is a, out a better balance. Which is a great example of how hard it can be to be in real estate as a side gig. If you want to make yeah. enough money to support yourself. Yeah, that's right. So you, me, um, you do a really good job. You're making it work where, you know, we're not, you know, going on expensive vacations and all of that. Sure, yeah. We, we're tight budgeted, that's for sure. And you've learned to make yourself, you know, come home and be with the kids and I 
you know, for a little bit of each day. But it's been a big learning curve. For a girl coming from your family was stay-at-home mom, dad was corporate guy. Yeah, home every day at 5 o'clock, yeah. dinner on the table at 5.30. Yeah, yeah the, the being married to a, an entrepreneur or professional salesperson, I mean, I have a, I'm aware. I try to stay very mindful of how difficult that would be. So. Well, thank you. Um, You're doing a good job. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I feel like I can speak to those who want to get into it on the side and make a bunch of money because I do full-time school, wife and kids, and being being me being in real estate is our only income. Yes, and you've mentioned before, if it wasn't, if the pressure was off to where that was your only means of income, it wouldn't be, I would be such a, a burden. I'm just going to jump out here and say this. I would be a fucking hammer in the real estate world if I didn't, if my hours weren't spent in nursing school. Yes, I believe that. Social media has made it's that. It's a small, better. A subtle brag. You are, you are, you are a hard worker and you are doing <laughs> Yes, I mean, I, would, I agree. Thank you. But, but I'm grateful for the deals I get. Um, I do work hard. I feel like the clients that I work for know that, um, that really, you know, what's made me successful is, is I'm not scared to work late. I'm not scared to work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what all I got going on, fit it all in. And I think that's important. That's an important lesson for everybody. Like, so if you want to be really good at something, very few of us actually just have one thing going on to focus on. As much as everybody wants to wish that the people they're dealing with have that, if you're dealing with a mom that's, that's a real estate agent or, or at work in any job, that mom's got kids, that's also a job. So she's got shit going on. Mm -hmm. So just back off people. Let them yeah. do their job. Let them work for you. Have if they're not doing what you think they ought to be doing, just have a nice conversation some, with them. Yes, and have some sympathy. Have, have some, have a little leeway with people. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there, there literally is nobody. I feel like nobody. If I, if we wanted to just get in a working competition, that can outwork me. Not at all. It's and you know, like it's just, um, a, it just is a, it's a thing about prioritizing things. I'll add one more thing. Before I really was married to a real estate agent, I, I never realized that pe people fight you so much on your commission, what you're going to make. They almost are offended that you are going to make money off of selling a house. Selling a house, like like they've never thought that that's how that's you make a living mm -hmm. and support your family. I assumed people understood that and and wouldn't question you or um, negotiate with you on that. But yet, like I said, you have to fight for every penny. People do not sure. want to pay you a dime mm -mm. if they can help it. Yeah. And I didn't really that that, I, that opened my eyes to that. So yeah. on that note, yes, be kind, be sympathetic. Yeah, because I got to sell for me to make for me to make a very modest living to support our house to make. I mean, just to be candid, to, for, for me to put $60,000 a year in our bank account, I really need to sell probably the numbers, probably 20 to 25 houses a year um, in this market. Has just, that happened in a while? No. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that <laughs> thank goodness, like a thank lot goodness of we budget good. Mm -hmm. um, 
So yeah, we don't make we don't make as much money as people think. But we're happy. We're happy. My schedule. We'll be happier once you. My schedule is flexible. Um, I'm. It, it does. When you get a good client, it's a hard business to beat. It's just fun to fun to help people that are trying that need to sell a house, sell their house. And if you can do it effectively for them, it's hard to beat people looking for a house. If you can do it, find them the house of their dreams. Impossible feeling to beat. So, yeah, I'm grateful. But it would be hard to be married to us full-time agents, for sure. Good thing you're handsome. Thank you. <laughs> 7.7 got you talking, mm-hmm. funny. So we got to well, score the beer. Oh, tell me the, I don't know. It's that. 1 through 10. Okay. Go with your gut. 10's a unicorn, impossible to find. Oh, um, okay. 1, you won't have it again. Hmm. And that was, we just took synchronized drinks. Mm-hmm. We're trying, guys, the reason why we're slagging on this is I think in your heart of hearts, you never want to be mean to anybody, no. but and you don't want to give a bad score. Honestly, okay, I'm going to give it a three. That's accurate. Um, I would but drink it if. I did if not expect that. I would. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> I would drink it if it was, lay, you know, offered, if someone bought it for me. I would not buy it. I'm gonna give it. That's an amateur. I'm not super it's kind picky of an, either. It's kind of an amateur. I'm not super picky. It's kind of an amateur <laughs> score because you did a whole number, but I'm going oh, to oh. go. Okay. Tell you what, I'm gonna have to go. One point nine. Yeah. Is it Especially one? One. It's a guy. It's this damn near criminal. To market this was anything other than a cider. Um, yeah. I can't wait to try more of their beer because I've had some of their beer that was yeah. amazing. This is just a da- this is a cider. Yeah, this what it tastes like. It tastes like a cider or sour. Sour. I know I that they would tell me, "Hey, this is how the saison world works. You you put flavors to it." Sure, I get that, but this is in the craft beer world. This isn't when you tell somebody you're going to bring them a craft beer and you show up with this. This isn't what they're going to expect. Yeah. Jonathan so. was texting me. I told him we were going to do this, and he said, "Yeah, I would say it's way more sour than it is saison." This is this this tastes like a sour to me. It ta- almost tastes like tastes like some ciders I've had. Yeah. Um, they one thing is right. When I read their description at the beginning of the podcast, they're a hundred percent accurate on how appley it is. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. kudos to him for telling the truth about that. If you got yourself a girl or a guy that doesn't really love beer, but likes like cider and, and yeah. white claw, <laughs> anything like that, we've, this is going to be right up their alley. Share and you, and you know, I think as a brewery, you got to have this shit available. You do. And when it's 157, you're going to drink whatever's out there that's cold. Yeah. I just drank this whole thing. Yeah, oh, I'm maybe halfway, maybe, but not quite. My, my, my score <laughs> is just, it, it, it is what it is because I don't think it meets the mark of marketing it as a Saison. Um, doesn't taste anything like a beer. This is a sour mm-hmm. or a cider. Um, dude, I'm sorry. Anthem. I'm gonna try another not, one. Not our favorite. I'm gonna try another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, try a different one. 
so it's been real. <laughs> it's been fun having you on. I'm excited it's your debut. Me. I know. It went. Hopefully, it went well. I think it went awesome. We're at our 28-minute mark. Any words of wisdom to the people before we sign off uh, regarding craft beer? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you got friends. <laughs> you're you you've dove into this. You're starting to like craft mm -hmm. beers. I introduced mm -hmm. you to an IPA that you like. You mm -hmm. never thought you'd like IPAs. Mm -hmm. So what would you what would you tell the other females out there about find when they walk in a craft brewery? Try it. Try it. Try the Belgian beers. Bel yeah, you're they're a big cream Island. Yeah, they're creamy. They're good. High ABV. Not even necessarily the high ABV ones. No, like. You know, I think Shimei got me started on it, but then you got to work your way down from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're good. Drink them slow, and enjoy them. There's a lot of craft beers that are good. Yeah. If you just can't be scared to try them. Yeah. Is that what you would agree with that yes. as a female? Yeah, for sure. I'm also not very picky, so I'm okay. open to it all. Well, guys, thanks for, uh, if you've listened to this far into this episode... It was a very special one for me. First one to have my wife on here, mm. Jamie Steidley. Thank you. I thank you. We love you guys. Um, see you next time. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.